Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, where legends share legendary stories. Presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. This episode, a lost conversation with Dutch Schrader. We'll hear amazing stories from legendary Baylor baseball coach, Dutch Schrader. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. I'm Jackson Michael, author of The Game Before the Money. In this episode, we'll hear some stories from the late Dutch Schrader. The recording comes from a conversation recorded after the Bob Lilly Golf Tournament dinner in, I think, the year 2015. The Texas Sports Hall of Fame official artist Robert Hurst was also there. You can learn more about Robert in a previous episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, in which he talked about late-night storytelling sessions. This certainly could have fallen into that category as Dutch Schrader sat down with us at the Cotton Palace Bed and Breakfast and spun many great yarns of Texas history. I recently found the recording and wanted to share the highlights on the podcast. There are a lot of outstanding historical nuggets that you'll hear throughout the program. And just a quick note, when we were talking, there were other people talking around us. So there is some background noise in some of the audio clips, but hopefully the stories will shine through for you. Dutch Schrader was born in 1924 and grew up in Austin. He first attended the University of Texas, but transferred to Baylor after World War II. He started his baseball coaching career in the high school ranks at Temple and then the newly built Travis High School in Austin, where he won a state baseball championship in 1954. He was hired to coach at Baylor starting in 1958. He remained Baylor's baseball coach until 1973, but he continued to teach PE at Baylor until 1999. Dutch Schrader was inducted into the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame in 2014. He passed away in 2020 at the age of 96. He is fondly remembered by all who knew him, and I'm sure you'll enjoy the stories we were able to preserve through this podcast. Dutch Schrader grew up during the Great Depression in Austin, Texas, South Austin to be precise, in what's now called the Travis Heights area. He said when the river got high up over Riverside Drive, fish would get caught up on the road and they would collect them in little sacks. He remembered going to his first football game, a Southwest Conference affair between Texas and Baylor at what was then called War Memorial Stadium in Austin. The first game I went to, I was 10 years old. Uncle Harry was six years older. He had to pay a quarter to get into the end zone, but all us kids under 12 had a knothole gang and we all got in free. My mother told him not to let me out of her sight. 
So I had to wait until the half to go to the game. Now that's when he got in free also, because he didn't have a quarter. We're talking about in the Depression. So this is my first football game. Baylor's playing Texas. Texas my team. They just running in there and hitting each other. The other team was running in there and hitting each other. And I said, Uncle Harry, what's the score? And he said, well, there's no score yet. <laughs> and they did this all the third quarter and all the fourth quarter. And Baylor, at the end of the game, got the ball down close enough. And in my memory now, we're talking about 80 years ago, in my memory, it was the last play of the game, but it could have been just right at the end. Baylor had a guy that kicked a field goal. And that's when I had this hatred for green and gold Baylor. They beat my team. Schrader's memory was spot on. Baylor's Aubrey Springer kicked a 29-yard field goal in the final minute as Baylor defeated Texas 3-0 during the 1933 Southwest Conference season. Schrader also shared with us how he first learned the fundamentals of baseball from a pair of Austin sports legends, Bib Falk and Tony Berger. Mr. Falk had been a personal friend growing up when he came back from the pros, CNS Sporting Good was on the draft. And we would get up and at, up, upstairs, and Mr. Falk would teach us how to hit. Tony Berger was our coach, but he never had a hitter. But he played defense like crazy. We bunted, we stole bases, we squeezed, but he never developed a hitter. Tony Berger was the baseball coach at Austin High, where Schrader attended. Dutch told us that it was the only high school in Austin at the time. He added that the UIL didn't have state baseball tournaments back then. He said that they started after World War II. Schrader attended the University of Texas after Austin High. He joined the Navy during World War II. He returned to Austin after the war, but found out that there was a log jam of Texas baseball players returning to school after military service. Texas had kept their baseball alive during the war. And they had about 50 or 60 letter winners. And here I was, I had a freshman letter. And I don't know if they even looked very hard at me. Schrader figured that he wouldn't get much playing time at Texas he was given an opportunity to transfer to Baylor and took it. He said that players didn't lose eligibility transferring after returning home from World War II. They were letting people transfer who had been in the service because your goals in life have changed. Dutch said that he thought Slater Martin would also transfer with him but Martin ultimately stayed at UT before earning a Hall of Fame basketball career. Schrader was part of the Baylor baseball team that played in the 1948 NCAA tournament. He said that they weren't Southwest Conference champions, however, and that Texas coach Bib Falk declined the invitation for Texas to go based on his view of the 1947 tournament. 
the reason we went 48 because Mr. Falk wouldn't go. He feels like the officiate screwed him up. The next year, Texas told him he had to go represent the conference, and when he did, he won the national championship. So he refused to go the year before. They were the champions. And, uh, they asked us if we would go in their place, so we went. We may have been the second best team in the nation because USC beat us. We beat Oklahoma, A&M, and Colorado A&M. Those are all called state schools now. We beat them. USC beat us, and they got to play Yale University in Kalamazoo, Michigan for the championship. You know who was the captain of the Yale team? George Bush, left-handed first baseman for Yale and the captain. Texas returned to the NCAA tournament in 1949 and won in 1949 and 1950. Schrader said he didn't regret his decision to transfer because he didn't think he would have had the opportunity to play. Some of my friends from Texas, Jim Shamblin and Bob Brock, who also stayed and played baseball, they all played on this team that was the national champions in baseball. If I had been on the team, I probably would have been on the bench center. Or I may not have been able to bench center. Because I think Cliff got to make the trip to Denver. They played four teams in the West and four in the East. When Schrader said Cliff, he meant future Texas coaching legend Cliff Gustafson. You can hear stories from Coach Gustafson and some of his former players in the Cliff Gustafson episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. You'll hear many stories about Texas going to the College World Series in that episode, and Dutch Schrader shared with us the story of the College World Series getting moved to its annual home in Omaha, Nebraska. They played four in Denver and four over in Philadelphia. And the two winners would meet at Kalamazoo. And they did this for five or six years. Then it changed and they met at Omaha. And that's when they decided, hey, let's have a bigger thing. And that's how Omaha got the College World Series. And eight teams come. When we return... We'll hear stories from Dutch Schrader's high school and college baseball coaching career on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. Hi guys, this is the Rocket, Roger Clemens, and you're listening to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North, located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll also enjoy the Fairfield Inn & Suites free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you bring your team to Waco, Make the Fairfield Inn and Suites Waco North your home base on the road. Welcome back to more stories with Dutch Schrader on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. 
presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Wago North. Dutch Schrader got a coaching position in Temple, Texas, and then got an offer to coach at Travis High School in Austin when they built the school. Well, they went to three yeah. schools in Austin, Travis and McCallum, the second and third schools. They wanted to bring back Austin's boys, and Charlie Monson and Travis Raven and Jack Allison arrived. And it was the Runnels. They brought us in to be the coaches at the new high school. So I got to South High School with Jack Allison, and Munson went with Runnels to McCallum. Schrader's baseball squad won the state championship in 1954 with a 6-1 victory over Highland Park of Dallas. A five-run third inning proved to be the difference as Travis pitcher Otto Lind gave up only four hits in the final. The success of Dutch Schrader's Travis teams led him to getting the job at Baylor, although he was hired under sad circumstances. We didn't play good football, we were too little, but we could play baseball, and they made a real good record for me. And then when the baseball coach at Baylor died of a heart attack on December the 1st, 1957, they invited me to come back to Baylor. Dutch Schrader's Baylor Bears tied for first place in the Southwest Conference in 1966. They didn't get an opportunity to represent the conference in the NCAA championships. He told us the story why. In 1966, four of us tied for first place. And we begged them to let us have a tournament to see who would represent. You know how they decided to pick the team to go to, to the World Series? We flipped coins. And in the first round, Baylor was the first team to lose. TCU was the next. Texas and A&M were left, and Texas won the flip. They'd have probably won the tournament if we'd have had a tournament. When you have a short tournament, everybody has a chance. And they didn't start having conference tournaments until about 1970. That was because Arkansas demanded it. Now, why did Arkansas demand the tournament? Because they didn't play home and home. Schrader coached at Baylor while a young man from Alvin, Texas, rose up the high school pitching ranks. Schrader shared with us his memories of Nolan Ryan. At the state tournament, Nolan didn't beat South Sand. That's where Cliff Gustafson was coaching. But I tell Red Murph, the scout, I said, I kind of like this Ryan. Dutch then said that Red Murph, the scout for the New York Mets, said that he was going to sign Nolan Ryan to a contract right after Ryan graduated high school. So Schrader didn't pursue Nolan Ryan to come to Baylor. Dutch then said that whenever he'd be in Nolan Ryan's company, Ryan would always joke that Dutch didn't think he was good enough to pitch for him. Schrader then added that Ryan would say the same thing to Texas A&M baseball coach Tom Chandler. So a lot of good fun in that story there as Southwest Conference baseball coaches knew that the Mets were going to sign Ryan to a professional contract. 
I asked Judge Schrader what he remembered about Nolan Ryan while Ryan was pitching in high school. Actually, I thought his curveball would help me beat Texas, but he threw hard. But I had a player who could throw hard. No kidding. His name was Garnet Stubing, who pitched for North Side San Antonio. He came to play for me as a freshman, and then he signed with the Milwaukee Braves. And he never made it through the ladder, but he he threw harder than Ryan at that point. And you, you were more impressed with Ryan's curveball than his fastball. Well, I, I had a guy that was going to throw the fastball. Against Texas, you needed to throw curves. And a lot of them just waited on that fastball. And they had all the great hitters. Judge Schrader owned a wealth of memories and historical information about Baylor and Texas sports history. When someone at the table remembered that there may have been a football player at Baylor who was also a Rhodes Scholar, Schrader was ready with a story. E.T. Bull Adam. Let me tell you his greatest moment on the field. They all got hurt. And he is the only player on the field, and he plays all 11 of them by himself. And thus was the legend of Bull Adams at Baylor. In doing some research, there are a couple versions of that story. One version said that it happened against Texas A&M, and the other version I read is that it happened against Texas in 1910. Take your pick. That story has been passed down in Baylor lore for over 100 years now, and so the details have been lost to history, and of course, there's a good chance that it's more fable than anything else. Still, it's a really fun story that Dutch shared, and it seemed to me like he meant for it to be taken with a grain of salt as well. As most of us shook our heads in amazement, thinking about one man taking on an entire team, Dutch responded, Hey, I'm just telling you what they tell me. Judge Schrader was a dearly beloved man at Baylor University, both on and off the baseball field. His record as a coach stands comfortably over the 500 mark at 196 wins, 165 losses, and one tie. He won many more hearts than that, however, and his engaging personality endeared him to most everyone who crossed his path. He was known for remembering the names of players and students many years after they graduated. Much like the stories he shared, Dutch Schrader was unforgettable. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, featuring stories from Southwest Conference Hall of Famer Dutch Schrader, presented by the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North. Come visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in Waco and remember that the Southwest Conference Hall of Fame is also on the grounds of the museum. When you come to Waco, be sure to book your stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North. It's a home run of a hotel.